0: today's episode of the Fit to Lead podcast, I am super excited to introduce you to Zach Tucker and Jeremy Grader, who are the founders and co-hosts of the Fit Mess Podcast podcast, where they help you to stop wishing for change and start making it happen. For nearly a decade, they've pushed themselves to learn more about their own physical, emotional, and mental health. And this has created a passion for using the acquired knowledge to help others. As the host of the show since 2017, they've had the opportunity to speak to a wide range of guests, including some of the biggest names in health and wellness. So listen in and take away some great nuggets of wisdom from this pair. So I am super excited to welcome Zach and Jeremy to Mike podcast after I was on their podcast. So these are the founders and hosts of the Mess podcast. How are you guys doing today?
1: Thank you so much. And, and by the way, your appearance on our show was, uh, I think it's like in the top 10 of shows that have performed since we've been doing this. So thank you for being on our show too. Yeah. Uh,
0: amazing oh my gosh I'm so pumped to hear that yeah um yeah I was super excited when you guys reached out and were like hey we want to be on your show and I was like you guys are perfect for my show so the way I typically start things off is learning a little bit about you both how you got to where you are today so I would love to hear how you guys met connected and started your podcast
2: yeah I'll uh I'll I'll go into a little bit of background on how we met because it was you know. 32 years in the making, I guess, um, my, I grew up with a very traumatic childhood and like lots of, um, bad habits and overeating. And at one point in my life, I was close to 300 pounds and smoking two packs a day and just really, really, really bad, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and in very bad shape in my twenties. And I went on a mission to, you know, fix myself. Um, and now I look back and, you know, I wasn't really fixing myself. I was just making myself a little better every day. Um, and you know, when I was 32, I'd kind of gotten my stuff together for the most part. And right around then, um, my, my daughter was born and my wife at the time, uh, met another woman, uh, who happens to be Jeremy's wife and they got together. They started doing some, you know, I think breakfasts and runs and things like that and, um, they they were like, hey, we we should introduce the husband. So, you know, one one morning we met over breakfast, and you know, two typical guys, standoffish, like, hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, it was a maybe a little rocky start, but um, yeah. Then we our our friendship just kind of grew from there, and we started getting you know really vulnerable with each other, like later in life, um, or you know, probably a few years later, and. It was a lot of the things that I had done, Jeremy was starting to get into and we were being vulnerable with each other and we just kind of, and I'll let Jeremy fill in his side, but we, we kind of looked at each other one day and we're like, these vulnerable conversations that two guys are having, people need to hear this. We need to make this a normal thing because it's so helpful for us. And that's kind of how the podcast was born. And I'm sure Jeremy's got a little bit of a spin on this. He wants to throw in.
1: Yeah. I mean, my story, I, my my childhood was much more garden variety trauma and it turned into, you know, eating, ha- you know, bad eating habits and not really taking care of myself, all those sort of standard things. And, uh, but in terms of my, my wellness journey, it really began as with sort of a warning and a bit of rock bottom is I, I had this knee injury and the physical therapist said, you know, based on your family history, if you don't get on a bike, you're going to end up replacing both of your knees. So just fair warning. And that was all I needed. I, uh, that was all I needed to take it seriously, but I didn't know how I was going to get on that bike. And it, it was a conversation with my brother who said, you know, if you want to be on a bike more, I mean, you're not six years old anymore. You you just have to decide you're that weird guy that bikes to work. Like, go buy some used bike and start biking. So I did. I, li- I literally was like, I'm just going to own that identity. I went and bought a bike that week. And then the week after that, I started riding. And that was, Doing pretty well for me. I was feeling pretty good, losing some weight, that kind of thing. And then I hit—I uh, got in an accident. I actually crashed my bike, broke my collarbone. Very scary mm. situation. And you know, I've battled depression my entire life, so I was on depression meds. I, I'd been used—you know—using alcohol to manage my emotions my entire life. And now I'm on oxy because I'm in so much pain from my shoulder. And I realized, well, this is never going to stop if I don't stop this right now. And so it started with the oxy. I stopped taking that. I mean, it was only—I was only on it for like a week, but it was like it's. It's good stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, so, I got off that. And then, when, when I got off that, I thought, well, what else can I cut out? What else can I remove from my life? And so, I, took, I stopped taking the antidepressants. Then, I stopped drinking. And somewhere along the way, I started seeing a therapist and he introduced me to meditation. And, and I was making the connection that being on a bike was, was being really present because if you're not on that bike, you're somewhere else and you end up in an accident. Mm -hmm. And so I just really tried to find any way I could to be more present and and be more uh, in the moment. And that was what my therapist helped me with. And as I was doing all this, uh, we did, I met Zach and he was a a few steps ahead of me on this journey. And so I started kind of asking him questions, uh, you know, what are you doing? How, how did that work? And he had lost a bunch of weight on on this diet he was doing. And so I asked him about that. I incorporated it into my lifestyle and I'd been podcasting since 2004, but the show I was doing did not fit the life, you know, a wellness lifestyle. So I stopped doing that was I didn't think I was ever going to do another podcast. And Zach said, "You know, these conversations we're having. They're helping you. They're helping me. Let's take them to the world. let's Let's take your podcasting skills and let's share this and and put it out there. And so that's how we got where we are now.
0: That is amazing. I love that story so much, and I completely agree that people need to hear those vulnerable conversations, especially from men, I mean, you know, I think women are much more prone to being vulnerable, but men mm-hmm. are not. So right. uh, I think you guys are doing an amazing service by, by sharing those stories with, uh, with everybody. It's... So you've both gone through these, these different wellness journeys and I would love to know from you both, what is a non-negotiable for you that you have to do every single day as part of your self-care? Uh,
2: so for me at this point in my life, it's, it's, it's gratefulness. Um, I often find myself, you know, beating myself up or being negative to myself because I haven't achieved the goal or gotten what I wanted or, um, or if I'm comparing myself to others, um, I tend to fall down that road. And for me, I just stepping back and saying every single day, every single morning, you got to get out of bed this morning. How lucky are you? Be grateful. You got to be get out of bed. Every, everything else doesn't matter. You woke up this morning. Um, you know, on top of physical exercise and movement, which is like a close second for me, um, just being grateful for what I have, what I'm gonna have, and what I did have in the in the past is is a non negotiable for me. I have to have that every single day. Otherwise I I start to go negative and I feel depressed. That I didn't do all the things I wanted to do or in, in some way, shape or form, I'm, I'm comparing myself to another that, that I shouldn't be. So gratefulness is my number one, every single day thing I have to do.
0: Love that.
1: Mine is really new. It's actually based on an interview we just did on the show uh, last week and it's speaking of non-negotiable, it's not negotiating with myself. Uh, our, our guest said, your dreams and your goals don't care about your excuses. So I, I've just really taken that to heart and just gone, you know, when I wake up, and I'm like, ah, I don't think I can make it to the gym. It's, I'm tired. I didn't sleep. But my ring says I should take it easy today. You know, whatever excuse I can come up with to, to get out of the hard work. I I just, I stopped negotiating, like I, I signed the deal. I'm going, that's who I am now. I'm the guy that goes to the gym. I'm the guy that if you can't go to the gym for whatever reason, you're going for a walk for an hour or you're doing something, but I just, I'm trying and this is new, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at it yet. I'm still, I'm still breaking it in. But it's just not negotiating with myself because there's so much wasted energy and decision-making and mental gymnastics that you go through is oh i can't go at 7 a.m I'll, I'll squeeze it in at lunch unless something comes up then maybe at four and then oh maybe once the kids are asleep now that i made a deal i made a promise to myself that this is who i am and this is what i do so i'm gonna do it so, you know uh, i i make good on it. my promises to other people so why can i not hold myself to the same standard
0: I love that so much. Not negotiating with yourself because it's true the energy we spend talking ourselves out of things where yeah. the path of least resistance would be just shut up and do it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You already made the decision. So stick with it. Just keep doing that because otherwise you're just gonna wear yourself out and and you and you'll you'll fall off the wagon. You'll you'll stop that one day because yeah. you didn't feel like it. And you get you had some great excuse. And then it's two days, and then it's a weekend, and then it's pizza and a weekend, and then it's you know, so it's just I, I just, I I, I'm that. done. I can't negotiate with myself anymore because yeah, I, I, I know that. who wins that argument.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is an awesome one. So shifting gears a little bit, I want to talk about motivation and where it comes from and about creating motivation, maybe instead of waiting for it to come. Um, can you guys talk to me a little bit about that? Because I think that would really benefit my listeners who maybe want to get motivated to eat right or want to get motivated to, to really work out.
1: For me, it's, it's really picking up from what, what I just said. It's making a decision. Like we see it in our Facebook group all the time. We see it in other Facebook groups. Oh, I'm waiting to get motivated to go to the gym. I'm trying to come up with a plan to eat better. I one day I'm gonna. No, you're just now. You you just have to decide. And that's harsh. Like I'm not trying to be Mr. Like black and white. There's yes and no. There's no in between or whatever. But if you're serious, if you really want to get you know lose the weight, feel better, get stronger, whatever the thing is, get a better job, whatever the thing is. Stop thinking about maybe one day starting and just like just now figure out what's step one, what's the next right thing that I can do? Because I promise you that the thing is, once you start, that's when the motivation comes because you, you open one door and all of a sudden you realize there's three more on the other side of it. So then you pick one of those and you open that one. Now there's five more doors. And all of a sudden, all these options start opening up where if you sit behind that one door waiting for somebody to come and knock on it and take you on a journey, they ain't coming. It's, it's on you to open the door and see what's
2: on the other side. And just to add to that, you know, part of it is knowing yourself and what your internal motivation is, right? It, for me, I'm motivated by external factors, right? So if I truly want to do something and I want to hold myself accountable, I'm going to tell Jeremy about it. Mm -hmm. And then Jeremy is going to give me crap when I don't do it, or he's going to text me and say, Hey, did you do that thing you said you were going to do? So, um, you know, or or start a podcast where you tell everyone all the things you're doing. And all, there's all there's all kinds of accountability that shows up when you do that. There is that. But again, like you know to to Jeremy's point, like you you just need to decide to do it. But we also know that sometimes, like just doing it and finding what works for you, like putting the motivation in place, right? No, like he said, no one's gonna come no one's gonna come and rescue you. You've got to go make sure you know what motivates you put those things in place so that you can take action on it. And if it means, I mean, just as a random one, like there's a, there's this one website that I love that, like you type in like an organization that you absolutely hate and you say, you tell it that if I don't do this goal, if I don't do this thing, it donates money to an organization that you hate. So just find what works for you. That's really, and then know yourself, what is actually going to motivate you and take the action. Cause like Jeremy said, nobody's going to do it for you.
1: But also uh, have, have a little empathy for yourself too and realize that you're gonna write that check. You're gonna open that door that takes you right back to the beginning. You're gonna get hurt along the way. You're gonna fall down and it's part of it. Like nobody's journey is this linear trajectory straight up. Everyone goes up and down and back and forth and circles around to the beginning. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, and that's building the resilience to get you through the next challenge that comes up. So you just have to be okay with, with sucking sometimes and failing. And just keep grinding it out because this is a lifelong journey. You're not going to one day wake up and go, "Ah, I made it. I can just coast now." Like the scale's going to say the magic number, and for four seconds, you're going to go,
0: "Woohoo!" Yeah. Now what? It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's funny because I say that to my clients all the time. I'm like, "You're not. There's no reunion or you know show or there's no like goal date. It's like a lifestyle change that you need to embrace and be okay with." And to your point you know, self-care versus self-compassion. So you're eating right, you're working out, but it's also being your own biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. and being okay when you stumble and, and, and picking yourself back up and cheering yourself on. So I love that so much. Um, so when you talk about the, the different lifestyles you guys have made all along the way, what do you feel like is the one or two things that you've done that have brought you the biggest results?
2: So for me, I think it, it's really a mindset change. Um, and specifically being curious about me and my beliefs and what I've been told and how I was raised and, you know, the truths that I held dear, um, and and just being okay and uncomfortable with questioning them and changing them and, and knowing that, you know, these things that were instilled in me as a child are simply opinions and you can change them. They're not, hard, cold facts. Well, some of them are, but, um, (laughs) and I think that has been the biggest thing for me. So as long as I'm curious and I can say, well, I really like bananas, but what would happen if I didn't eat them for a week or, you know, something along those lines of just being really curious and then looking at what you find out and accepting it, because I, I can tell you from experience in my twenties, I would avoid things. I wouldn't look at things. I would, you know, even if I did go out and do some kind of an experiment with my body, I would go, well, I still like eating ice cream. So we're going to ignore those results. Um, that, that has been the biggest change for me is just being curious about me asking questions and be willing to change and know that who I am today is not who I'm going to be tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after and everything that I believe today. I might believe the opposite tomorrow.
0: Love that.
1: For me, I mean, everyone wants the practical, what's the one thing? What's the diet you did? What's the workout you did? What's the thing? There isn't a thing, right? There's just not. For, for everyone, it's going to be something. For me, it was meditation. When I, when I was introduced to, to being present, being in this moment and not worrying about what I said when I was 12 to somebody that hurt their feelings and what I'm going to say in 10 years, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings or what I'm going to do that I'm going to regret. That's, I mean, that's just a lot, again, just wasted mental energy that you could be focusing on building the life you actually want instead of worrying about the one that might come and, and regretting the one you left in the past. So there is no one thing, but for me, it's meditation it w- is what opened the door. That's what allows for that curiosity. That's what allows for you to, to go, oh, what is that feeling? What is, where does that come from? Is that, is that a, is that a memory? Is that something that happened that I d- didn't process properly then and, and it's baggage I'm carrying around? And meditation doesn't have to be sitting on a cushion with your legs crossed with four candles in the right direction with the window open. I mean, it doesn't have to be all that. It can just be, I mean, just a mindfulness practice, right? If, if, if you hate doing the dishes, spend that moment really getting into doing the dishes, like just really focus on, on that practice. Ride a bike, because if, you, if you're not paying attention to the moment on your bike, you're going to crash and it's going <laughs> to end badly. Just do whatever you can to, to just... Let the past go and stop worrying so much about the future. There's there's a time for that, there's a there's a place for that. But for the most part, if you can just really be present in, in what's happening right now and what's the next right thing I can do to build the life that I want to build, you're gonna get there a lot faster than spending all that mental energy doing all that other nonsense and worrying about am I lifting correctly? Is it the exact right form? And did I get in 35.6 minutes in the gym today? Like just relax, you know, like just find a way to, to be present and, and go not, don't go easy on yourself, but, but be gentle with yourself in this process because it is, uh, it, it can be a very difficult and a very lonely one. And for me, meditation is where I can find what, where are those feelings coming from? What do they mean? And, and are, is it something I still haven't processed that, that I need to let go of?
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah. Meditation is huge. And I always say it's a game changer. Like if, if for people that haven't tried it or they think they're doing it wrong or whatever, just, just keep at it, put the reps in. Yeah. Um, Cause you will get to a point where you're like that aha moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're just able to focus better. You're able to deal with stress much better.
1: Uh, yeah. And and yeah. I, feel, I feel bad recommending that because it's so, it's so cliche at this point in this space, but it's cliche only to people that haven't tried it and gone, oh my gosh, yes, it does work. And uh, oh, it, it, because even, even for Zach, like there's, there's times when he says, I, I just can't sit still that long. I just, I just can't. So find another way, like take yeah. a really mindful walk, pay attention to each step again, get on a bike. It's a very active meditation. There's, there's no more active meditation I can think of because it, yeah. ends, like I said, it ends badly if you fail.
2: And that's why I go to yoga. That is my meditation. Uh, that is yeah. my. it, it allows you to, you know, put forth the same kind of meditation effort, but my body is moving. So I'm not as distracted by all the random. I, I don't like to sit still when I meditate, can't stand it. So <laughs> yoga. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting, you know, kind of a workout and I'm using my muscles, but I'm also really focused on my breathing. Like I'm, I'm not there concerned about how I look compared to the next person. My eyes are closed almost the entire time. And that's my way of meditating. So, you know, to Jeremy's point, like Whatever works for you, like find a yes. way to meditate. And there's hundreds and thousands of ways to meditate, and there's really no way to do it wrong,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that because it's funny. I always say that I'm always preaching to my husband. I'm like, you need to meditate, you need to meditate to manage your stress better, right? <laughs> right. And he he says, My meditation is playing the guitar, like at oh, night, totally. I'll go down in the basement and just play the guitar. And I i totally I get it, I totally get yeah. it. So I agree wholeheartedly. There are so many different ways, like repetitive activities, like walking, swimming, biking, um, to guitar, to yoga, just it's like, do what works for you, but, but yep. definitely you want to, you want to do that for yourself for sure. Absolutely. Um, so I know you guys have your podcast, but would love to know if you have any books or other podcasts that you recommend, whether it be around motivation, things that maybe have, you've read or heard that have kind of changed your life.
2: Oh, I I've got one book that I'm I've, probably read it a dozen times at this point and it's called mindset by Carol Dweck. And it's, it just really kind of goes over. I'm sure you've read it. It's fixed mindset versus growth mindset. It kind of goes back to my statement of curiosity, right? If you have a fixed mindset, you're hardwired to believe what you're going to believe and you, you don't really change. Whereas a growth mindset is being curious about yourself and asking questions and and knowing that you're going to fail and not letting, you know, perfection get in the way of good kind of scenarios. And I can't tell you like every time I read that book, like I pick up something new or I recognize that I didn't implement everything fully. It's, and I just think it's a really well-written book that has really changed my life. And then the other, the other book that I, I can't get enough of is, is The Four Hour Body by Tim Ferriss, not for any specific thing in the book, but just the, the premise of finding what works for you and not, you know, like the 80-20 rule, like you don't have to put 100% effort into something if, you know, 20% will get you 80% of the results.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I just love that way of thinking of like, just find the least amount of effort that you can put into something to get most of the results love
1: that. I think uh, anything Ryan Holiday writes, I, I read repeatedly and I keep on my nightstand. I mean, I, I read The Daily Stoic every single day. He's, he's incredible. I mean, even the title, The Obstacle is the Way, is, is something that I just keep in my head all the time, is that when things get tough, that's because I'm on the right track. If things were easy, I wouldn't be learning and I wouldn't be growing. Uh, so he's been a, an absolute game changer for me. Um, and then there was another one i was going to recommend and now it's blanking in my mind i the one i'm reading right now i forget the the author's name um but the title can and can i swear do you swear Yeah, here? absolutely, the, absolutely. Uh, the, the title of the book i'm reading right now is healthy as Fuck," and it's just
0: very Ooh, funny lots of tips one. yeah
1: lots of tips and tricks to just get all of your things dialed in so there's a couple of recommendations for
0: you. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right. So now this next question always throws people for a loop, but I know you guys are going to rise to the challenge. What is your favorite life hack? And it could be a recipe, an app, a routine, a tip, a mantra. It could be anything that makes your life easier.
2: Yeah. Uh, so mine, unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> uh, it's it's really a, um, it's a quote that I have to remember every single day. And it was attributed to Mark Twain, but there's a whole bunch of controversy whether or not it came from him or not. And so I'll paraphrase it. And this is how I say it in my head every day. And it's, I suffered from a great many things in my life, most of which never happened. And I I say that to myself all the time because I'm very high on the anxiety side and I worry about a lot of things. And, And to Jeremy's point earlier, like being in the past or the future, it reminds me to focus on right now. And it it is so scary how accurate that statement is that I've worried about so many things and have physical symptoms from being stressed out about situations that never came to be. So it's just my daily reminder and my daily, um, you know, level set of be in the now and appreciate where you're at. And then that's where my gratefulness you know, practice Mm. comes in and then, and then I have the motivation to go to the gym and move my body. So that's, that's my like number one thing that I operate on.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. I love that so much.
1: I'm going to give you a two because one, uh, one of your recent guests mentioned it's cold therapy. I it's, Mm. but for me it's outside. So I live right next to a lake and a a river. So as much as I can, I go and I just sit in the lake, snow on the ground, whatever, it doesn't matter sit in there for two, three minutes. I literally sit in until my hands and feet hurt and then I get out. Um, that's huge. And, and especially being outside and being in nature. I know there's like cryo chambers and, and cold showers are a good way to sort of acclimate and all that. But if you can be in nature, there's something that feels really primal that sort of kicks in where I mean, literally, I, I, I keep saying we're going to do this. I think if I timed it, it would t- take exactly 60 seconds to go from, oh my God, this is really cold. I'm going to die to, Oh my God, the bliss and the peace that I just found. It just, there's like a switch that flips 60 seconds in where I'm like, Oh, I could, I could stay here all day. And then my hands went, <laughs> I got to get out. So that <laughs> is magic. And then in terms of uh, quotes or sayings, there's one that, you know, he, he's no great philosopher or anything, but the, the quarterback, Russell Wilson, whenever he would talk about the Seahawks, he would always say, you know, why not us when it comes to the Super Bowl wins? Why not? So I've adapted that to myself. Why not me? Whatever the thing is that I'm going after. I'm just as qualified as the next person. So why not me?
0: I love that. I love that since we just, before we hopped down, we were talking about imposter syndrome. So yeah, why not? Why not me? That is a great one. I love yeah. that. Oh, this is awesome. You guys, I love connecting with you so much. So I would love for you to share how people can connect with you, where they can listen to your podcast, all that good stuff.
1: The best place to find us in general is our website. It's thefitmess.com. It's got all the links to every episode and all the ways to get in touch with us and all that. Uh, but I would encourage people to go to our Facebook group because we are starting to invite people there into our mastermind that we're launching really soon. That's uh, We don't have an exact date yet, but that's coming up. And it's gonna just be an ongoing mastermind. It's not like a launch and you're only gonna get this much time. So uh, check that out in our Facebook group. There's links to that also on our, our website, thefitmess.com.
0: Awesome. I want to thank you both so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure to chat with you and learn more. So thank you. And I hope to chat with you soon. Thank
2: you so much for having us.
0: have you tried built bars yet? If you haven't, you are totally missing out. These incredible protein bars are macro-friendly, some are gluten-free and nut-free, and they come in amazing flavors like coconut brownie, raspberry cheesecake, and my newest favorite, churro marshmallow. So check them out and use the code Allison Fitness, all one word, and save 10% today. Try it out and see how you like it and let me know. And again, it's www.builtbar.com and the code Allison Jackson Fitness to save 10%. Try it out today.